I'm starting this one, aren't I? I'm waiting for you to start it. I'm like, she's going to do it any second now when three seconds before this started, we decided I was leading this one. So, you hey, so professional. We are. You can count on super profesh from these two here. Actually, I think we'll be side to side by the, when everybody else is watching this. On my screen, it's up and down right now. But anyways, I am Karina. This is Nicole of We Should Record This Podcast. We are doing our last of our 10 talks. It's 10 Talk 10. So what that has been up until now is we've gone through just like a 10-minute kind of swoop in, skim off a, a topic that we would love to record um, in greater depth and detail when we launch our podcast this fall. We just wanted basically to give you guys an idea of who we are things that we want to talk about, conversations we want to have with you. And so this is our last of 10 uh, official talks. Next week, we're going to do a wrap up and then invite you to be a part of our launch team and um, hopefully start sharing ideas on how this next phase is going to work over the summer as we build to the big fat launch party. So um, I think that's this, this is the last talk. It's number 10. We're kind of wrapping it up with the topic of community. And um, I think I'm excited to see what, in fact, we can accomplish here in 10 minutes, because like always, there's so much more than 10 minutes of content to talk about. Basically, what we've done is open 10 cans of worms. So now we've got these, we've got worms now, guys. So sorry. Um, and we spent two hours talking about this topic. And yeah. so let's take that two hours and wrap it up into 10 minutes. Do you no have problem. Land the plane. Basically, yeah, we're either crashing or we're landing. <laughs> So I've got the timer. I've turned it on, so we're going to hear it. And um, at least this is our hope. So I just want to read from one of our notes. So we've got 10 minutes. Richard Rohr has said that the shape of unity is diversity. And what I have wondered is that if the form of unity must then be about our common union in the face of our differences. So I don't think that there is a way to live in unity without diversity expressed in community. Um, and I think we have a long way to go, but we have the ability to begin to lead the way on what diverse, authentic community looks like. So Nicole, give us, give us some of your thoughts on how do we take all of these thoughts of people that are in process, transition, various places, various passions, various life experiences and how do we build authentic brave communities together i think there's two things that we need to keep in mind right from the outset is that god created us to be diverse we, like i'm a sci-fi raised girl so we're not the borg we weren't all created to be one collective we were created as individuals to be connected to one another and that's different than everyone being the same like we are, we talked about Oompa Loompas before, like I said, we are not these things that are, are, are meant to just be exact clones of one another. God gave us diverse minds, experiences, hearts, passions, gifts, talents on purpose. This wasn't a mistake. Mm -hmm. and so in order to live in community with one another, we need to honor that diversity and make sure that there's enough space for it. And I think the other thing we need to remember is that we don't become sullied or unclean by someone else's doubts and questions that there's a sacredness to each of our journeys and that what actually happens when we honor someone else's journey and show up for it and listen to where they are and listen to their questions and doubts and have our own 
points of view listened and honored. It's this communion of conversation that ends up happening mm -hmm. where we have these holy sacred moments where God is present because we are together seeking him and he is there arms wide open ready to embrace all of us in all of our messiness and questions and doubts and figuring things out yeah. so diversity isn't a bad thing and a question in a church setting is not automatically heresy and i think those are some of the things that we've talked about before but that's kind of the wrap-up of this idea of community is that it is meant to be a diverse loving inclusive space where we can sort our stuff out together mm -hmm. jesus is at the center of it all yeah i think that when we have when we have communities that if our goal is the singular face of the community we will sacrifice individuals to maintain the purity. Okay, it says here our internet connection is unstable. Hopefully, that's going to be okay. Um, but when when the purity of the communal message is what is paramount, we sacrifice people. And really, what we end up doing is sacrificing growth. And and um, I think sometimes we look at question askers and agitators as as people that are like, you're ruining my calm, boy, you know? And it's like, yes, but what is that? I think it, and I think sometimes we think, well, Jesus can't be present in that tension. And I actually think if we could shift our focus to going, this is how growth happens. This is like, even when I think about the, the different times in the ministry of Jesus, where his own personal growth happens through confrontation or tension like when when he is um at the the wedding at the wedding and his mom's like hey uh i know we've only talked about this at home but we're out of wine can you make some more and he's like woman my time has not come but then all of a sudden he hears the voice of god through this woman instructing him of what he should do next he's like oh that wasn't just my mom that's god through my mom it's time Right or or Jesus and the Syrophoenician or the Canaanite woman, where he's really like in his Jewish identity of like, you know, we don't talk to Canaanites or they're less than or whatever. And all of a sudden he's like, oh God, this is you. You're saying the table's open to more people than just people that are like me. And but instead, what we do is we're like, ah, conflict, no, silence return to the status quo, go back to what we know, go back to what is comfortable. And what we lose out on in community is this ability to actually allow somebody to grow. And then we end up growing with them while maintaining those connections. And yet we're all still under that common, like the common union, communion. I think that word is so important because it's like, if we come together with this idea that we're here for the flourishing of one another, that the, that the one another would have room to flourish and that there's enough that we can all flourish and we're all under the name of Jesus or we're all under the attributes of Jesus. That becomes those common bonds that hold us together even in that process. And I think that, you know, we, there's so many familiar verses that we read over and we just, 
we don't sit with actually what those words mean. And one of the ones that we had been talking about is, um, I didn't even look it up, it, so I don't have an address for you, but it is that idea of um, that wish of, I pray that you flourish as your soul flourishes. Right. Our soul is the core of who we are as individuals. We don't have a collective soul, we have an individual one. Mm-hmm. And that flourishing of an individual then brings life to the entire body. And it right. brings flourishing to the collective group of worshipers or Jesus followers or however you want to call it. Right. And so if we are not flourishing as individuals, we can't bring life to the table. We have to do that. If we are not flourishing and growing, what we bring to the table is a void. And that's not, that's not what we were created to do. Yeah. So if my soul flourishes in, in certain aspects, whether it's writing or political activism or whatever it is, I'm flourishing and I'm well and I'm whole as an individual. Then I come into a community of worshipers alive in what God has created me to be alive in. Mm-hmm. And I can recognize a life in other people. And together we have this rich, fertile ground where yeah. we can continue to grow as a community that then brings life to those outside. Yeah. And so it's that cycle of growth that's important. Yeah, I agree. And I think that when we... I, I would want to even extend that, that it doesn't, we can build genuine, healthy communities with people that are not even going to call themselves Jesus followers. And, and I mean, okay, like, I don't you know, I know, here I go again. Um, you know, if you're going to have a, a church and it's going to be like, we're following Jesus, okay, well then there's going to be a common union there, but that's not the only type of community there is and even within that community we can build understanding with people that are what is our common union with other people with other experiences like we we can take that 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 works everywhere man like we don't have to demand sameness in order to have connection and and but we can find common threads you know, and we can do this, this works politically, this works in family, this works in churches, this works in businesses, you know, we can kind of put down our, I don't know, our spears, and we can, we can start going, what is our common, what are the common threads here? Like, in politically, I would say the majority of people that get involved, they want something better. They want the country to flourish. Pathways to get there are as diverse and crazy and, you know, like, but how would that change political discourse if we actually came with this, this idea of we want something good for our country, for our kids, or in churches where it's like we are questioning theology if we could go, we want to know Jesus more. We care about how we interact with the world under the banner of Jesus, you know? And I think we make it about getting in lockstep instead of going, we get to each be individuals moving together 
but that there's more room for individual expression and that's not actually going to take away from the community that's going to strengthen our community when we add diverse voices to it ah wrap it up here we go all right so much more to say i know i still have notes man i'm Look, sorry two hours into 10 minutes <laughs> i what this does is it makes me excited for what's to come in our conversations with the podcast and being able to go back and explore some of these on a deeper level and to, to hear from other voices and to really flesh out some of these ideas. And so, um, like Karina said, next week, we're gonna be popping in with some nuts and bolts of what's gonna be happening from this point going forward and how you can be involved. And um, we're gonna launch this thing in its full capacity. Um, end of August, beginning of September, we're sorting things out. Actually, we are smarter than I thought we were going to be with some of this stuff. And I, I do want to say publicly, thank you to Karina for handling out a lot of the tech and to her husband, Josh, who's been like, um, the question answerer. Yeah. So, I married well. <laughs> yeah. Brad's not so techy. But he's great. We like Brad. He's part of the community. Said we can't have the guys on here with us because everyone's going to like them more. Yeah, it's so. true. There you go. So but we basically just admitted our Achilles right here. Our insecurity lies with how great our husbands are. So anyway, um, yeah, we look forward to hearing from you. And we are looking forward to phase two, which we will announce next week. So there you go. And we'd love to hear your thoughts on communities. So make sure that you check us out on YouTube, Instagram, and the Facebook. Yeah. Give us All your over the interwebs. Yep. We're everywhere. See ya. See you. <laughs>